Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Man, it's been a very long time since I've recorded anything. Trust me, there's times where I've been ready to record, but due to circumstances that we've been going through as a family uh, due to COVID, um, you know, my dad being hospitalized, my dad almost passing away due to COVID, us getting COVID, it was very difficult. But we are here, and I am so glad to be back, and I just want to... Um, Thank God and thank you guys for you guys' prayers, for you guys' encouragement, for you guys', uh, you know, just words of comfort. And we really do appreciate it so much. So thank you guys. So thank you guys really just for being there for us and for praying for us. And we're here. We're back again, ready to continue to share ideas and continue to talk because I, I love to do this. I love talking. I'm a talker. I'm a chatterbox. I love to do this. So I'm glad to be back. But before I start, I really do want to thank, like I said, first you guys uh, for continuing to support and also the sponsors of the podcast, Enox Heating and Air and Confidence Barbershop. We all know how cold the days are and how cold the days are getting and how hot the summer is here in Fresno and the surrounding areas. So you have to make sure that your air conditioner is up to date, that your heater is up to date. Who better to reach out to than Enox Heating and Air? And for all of your haircut needs, my boy Ray, a confidence barbershop. He's the dopest barber in all of the Central Valley. They both have Instagrams. You can go and check them out. You can go and support them. Tell them that Heidel sent you and they will take care of you. So thank you guys for supporting the podcast. All right, let's get started. Let's talk about the what I want to talk about, what I'm interested in, what has me worried, what has me... Yeah, what has me worried? And this is a subject that really has me worried because of how dangerous it is, because of... of like, you know, just just how damaging it is and how rarely it is addressed for a couple of reasons. Um, one, because society, because culture. We live in such a sensitive culture nowadays where you can't even say things because people get offended. Even if you are speaking the truth in a very respectful way, people get offended. And you have to repent, right? You have to go on this apology tour saying sorry for speaking the truth because it hurt people's feelings, right? That's why people don't really want to address certain things anymore because it offends people, right? And also because it's convenient for us. We're very comfortable in this particular thing that I'm going to be talking about, this particular state and condition. Uh, and it's something that as Christians, not just as an American, but as, as Christians, it's rarely addressed, Media somewhat addresses it, but they don't because, again, they want to be very uh, respectful, right? They want to be very, um, we just don't want to hurt your feelings. <laughs> but I'm going to be talking about that. And I am going to label it um, a sin, right? This is for the church folk. I'm going to label it a sin. And towards the end, I will address as to why I think that this is a sin. But as an American... Let's look at it right now. Well, even as a Christian, let's look at it right now, all together, right? Why is obesity a sin? What is obesity? Uh, what I plan to do is lay the foundation, lay the groundwork for the next three to four episodes and what I want to talk about, uh, which again, obesity being the main uh, subject. And I have a person that I want to bring on that we've been going back and forth for a while now on this subject, and I hope that I can bring them on. I mean, our conversations have been great. And I hope that I can, you know, work it in, in their schedule and my schedule for us to be able to talk. And trust me, you guys are going to learn so much from this person. But in the meanwhile, well, 
you have this guy and some of the stuff that I've read and I've tried to do my homework so I can bring something of value to you all. It really has helped me. So I hope that it can help you guys. Okay, obesity. What is it? I absolutely love the dictionary definition of it. And, and I'm really surprised that it hasn't been changed because of how direct and blunt it is. Because again, you can't be direct and blunt, even if it's the truth. You can't because people will get offended. So here's the definition of obesity. I love it. Ready? It says, obesity is the condition of being grossly fat and overweight. Ooh, <laughs> I, I love that. I, I love just the, the, the how direct that is, right? being grossly fat or overweight. Now the World Health Organization says it in a def, sorry says defines it in a more politically correct way but still straight and to the point that I absolutely love. It says being obese is abnormal or excessive fat accumulation that presents a risk to health. It's a risk to health. There's this magazine that I don't remember the name. I wish I would have remembered um where it showed couple of people that are overweight and on bottom it said a caption that objectively doesn't make any sense it showed them again being obese and it says this is healthy the world health organization cdc doctors just in general will tell you that being obese is not healthy but culture says that it is because we don't want to hurt your feelings. We don't want you to know that your condition is a risk to your health. We are very quick to call out those that are a risk to others, right? I mean, we're so quick to say that person's a risk to, you know, to the to the establishment, to the way that we see things, right? We're so quick to call them out, but we don't want to be called out. When we are being a risk to ourselves and the damage that it will bring, not just to ourselves, but if you have a wife, if you have a husband, if you have kids, right? I mean, to your parents, to your siblings, your cousins, your family, your friends, whatever, right? The damage that that brings, the risk that you are bringing to yourself and to your family and to your friends. We don't want to address that because we want to be, we want to comfort people with a lie because we don't want your feelings to get hurt, Right. But obesity is is dangerous. It's 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 something that it's just it's very it's a very dangerous condition to be in. I mean, I'm talking from experience, right? I'm not I'm not just like pointing the finger at people. I'm I'm pointing it to myself. And like I said, towards the end, I will talk about why I feel what I feel regarding this subject. But for now, I'm going to give you guys some information that to me was eye opening. It's crazy eye-opening and also very, um, it's, it's, it's useful information that I hope that you guys find useful as well. Hopefully I'm not just boring you guys with, uh, some stats, but here we go. Check this out. Uh, so how is obesity measured? Uh, the most common way to determine that is through body mass index or BMI for short, right? That measures, um, according to your weight and to your height. Like for example, you can't be 5'2 and weigh 400 pounds. I mean, that's just not, that's just not right. Your body, you know, your BMI can't be um, over, over a certain number, which I'm going to talk about, right? So here's how it is explained and where we all should pretty much be according to our height and weight. 
uh, a BMI of less than 18.5 means that a person is underweight. A BMI of between 18.5 and 24.9 is ideal. A BMI of between 25 and 29.9 is overweight and anything over 30 is considered obese. All right. Now, before I address why I feel that this is dangerous, like a dangerous plague to the church, I'm going to talk about first as an American and look at some of the stats in America. And towards the end, I'll I'll explain how this is tied into the church. Okay, so obesity in America. This is a a study that I read um, by Harvard, right? It says that one out of every three U.S. adults are obese. One out of every three. Non-Hispanic black women experience the highest rates of obesity in America at 59%. Obesity rates are higher for Hispanic, Mexican-American, and non-Hispanic black populations than they are for Caucasians. Those Caucasians always beating us at everything. Man. (laughs) Uh, The South and Midwest have the highest obesity prevalence, and all U.S. states and territories have an obesity rate of at least 20%. So that's the overall for Americans. Now, here's obesity by sex. Overall obesity rates are higher for women. Four out of five African-American women are overweight or obese. Three out of four Latina or Hispanic women are overweight or obese. And obesity rates for men are highest for middle income groups. Obesity rates for non-Hispanic, white, non-Hispanic, Asian, and Hispanic women are highest for lowest income groups. That's according, you know, again, measured by sex. Now, also by age now. This one one was alarming. In the U.S., obesity is more prevalent among adults than youths. Childhood obesity is rising globally with 43 million overweight and obese children under the age of five. Under the age of five, kids already have a BMI of over 30. They are they already have the foundation set for a disease to come in and take them out. I, I, I've been a big person my whole entire life uh, since I was a kid. There's pictures of me. I've always been a chubby kid, right? But I mean, I think what has saved me from not getting really sick one has been with well, the grace of God. Second, the fact that I've always been athletic. I've always drank a lot of water, right? Even though sometimes my my what I would eat it wasn't the healthiest, but you know, I wasn't always just sitting around doing nothing, right? I always like to be active. Because some of you remember my basketball days. I mean, I can shoot threes over anybody and take you guys out. And in soccer, I mean defender of the year here, right? I mean, um just I could take you guys out, right? I've always been very athletic, very competitive. Uh, so I love basketball and I love football and love soccer, right? So that's, I think that's what kept me somewhat healthy. But still, me being uh, overweight and obese is, wasn't great. I mean, I, I'm feeling a lot of that now. I, you know, I'm not getting younger. I'm definitely getting older, and I'm starting to feel uh, that you know being overweight is not it's not great for me. So I really am working on on this right now. Um, even though as a kid, it it wasn't comfortable to hear people say like, "Oh man, you're you're, you're overweight i don't like to hear that i didn't and i and i noticed that a lot of people who are overweight don't like to hear that right we want to be told that's fine stay the way that you are right but i mean faithful are the wounds of a friend according to scripture and that's true 
right? Uh, as much as I didn't like to hear it, I, I I knew that I needed to change. And, you know, I've been doing my best the past couple of years and I've gone up and I've gone down, but uh, we're still trying. Okay, uh, I went off on a tangent. Let's go back to uh, some of these um, studies. Uh, one in six children from ages 2 to 19 are obese. And obesity is more prevalent among 6 to 19-year-olds. Again, I'm still very shook by the number of kids that are considered overweight from under the age of five. That is just absolutely, absolutely scary. It really is. Now, here's some more uh, uh, scary stats. According to the CDC, they did a study where they found that 42% of Americans are considered obese. 42%. And they feel that perhaps in the next couple of years, we might get to 48%. But this is was this was done in 2000, 2019. But I mean, they didn't know the pandemic was going to happen. So I wonder what the numbers are like now. I wonder if we are at 48% or even more of obese Americans, right? Because due to, due to the pandemic, a lot of people stayed home. A lot of people, you know, they didn't go to work. They worked from home. They, you know, got delivery. They ate so much. Some people stress are stress eaters, me being one of them. Um, you know, it's like, I wonder what the numbers are like now. I wonder how many people are considered overweight, like obese right now. I wonder if the numbers are at 48% or even more. Uh, That's the part that's alarming. And I I haven't read any studies done from last year. I'm waiting for them. I'm really going to be able to keep an eye out on that to see what the numbers are like. But again, their projection was that in in the next couple of years, perhaps we're going to get to to 48%. That's you know, that's half the country, close to half the country at over 30, you know, their BMI being over 30. That That's scary. Now, here's some more things um, that, the, that the CDC said that obesity, uh, you know, regarding obesity and overall health, that being obese can hinder someone's quality of life and have serious health consequences like developing heart disease, uh, strokes, type 2 diabetes, cancer, high cholesterol, high blood pressure joint problems, and sleep apnea. Again, I wonder how many people have this now due to what happened last year. COVID wasn't the only thing that was bad. It was also like this, right? Like people gaining weight, people becoming obese, and perhaps developing some of these conditions, which is, it's again, it all stems from obesity. Scary stuff. Real, real scary stuff. Hey, here's some other stuff, right? Um, other stats. There are, um, in 2019, there were more than 2.8 million hospital stays in the United States where obesity was the cause or a contributing factor. And approximately 300,000 people died from obesity in America with heart disease being the main cause as a result of, you guessed it, obesity. Even though that is alarming, that isn't quite as alarming as this next study that I read, where it's believed that over 62% of Americans consider themselves to be Christians. So if more than, more than half the country consider themselves to be Christians, does that mean that perhaps the church is leading in obesity and the church is not calling this out? 
I mean, it really doesn't take studies to realize this because you can go into any random Hispanic church or you can go into an African-American church and you will find obese people there. You will find them there. Right. But I mean, these studies are, are proving that 62% of people who comes, you know, of Americans consider themselves 62% of Americans consider themselves Christians and 42% of the country is overweight, is obese. And they believe that more than, half, you know, sorry, close to half the country will be obese. Does that mean that, the, again, does that mean that the church is leading in obesity? I mean, it's almost like, you know, the, let me get off a little bit. The Lord delivered me from being a Raider fan, right? I'm a Steeler fan. We almost got it this year, but next year we'll get it for sure. But a couple of years ago when I was a heathen and I was a Raider fan, I remember that one year we led not in anything good. We led in penalties. I remember. I still remember that. The Raiders led in penalties. That's That, that was embarrassing. It was embarrassing to be a Raider fan, to be honest with you guys. I mean, it was, I, mean I wanted Carter to do good, but... I don't know what, what that Vegas move was horrible. I I get why they moved, but it was absolutely horrible. But yeah, I remember that the Raiders led in penalties. And what if the church is leading in obesity? The church is known for addressing things that scripture is against, right? Having no other gods, no graven images, not taking the Lord's name in vain, you know. Remembering the Sabbath day, honoring your father and your mother. You should not kill. Don't commit adultery. You know, make sure you live in holiness. Some will even say that the way that you dress is an, is an offense to God. You're not tithing. Oh, how dare you not tithe, right? You're, you're, you're offending God with that. This and other points that the church usually tends to stand for, you know, it's good. But some things the church is absolutely quiet about because they want to be inclusive. But truth, by definition, excludes. But that's a conversation for another time. That's not really meant for today. But there are things that, again, that the church that, sorry, that the church won't talk about because it's convenient for us. I mean, how many times do we have church events, and especially in the Hispanic church, right? We have church events and food is there. And let's be honest, as much as I love Mexican food, because I'm Mexican. I love enchiladas. I love tacos, burritos, tamales. Chiles rellenos, you know, all that good stuff. It's, it's so amazing. But, I mean, it, it's not healthy. It's not healthy whatsoever. And the church won't call that out because, again, it's part of our community. It, it's part of it's part of what makes us Mexican, right? It's our food. That's what unites us. And, and that's great to a certain extent, right? I mean, you can't gather at your parents' house or your grandma's house or grandpa's house, whatever, without there being food, right? Food is a staple that brings us together, and that's great. But, I mean, look at how many Hispanics are diabetic. How many Hispanics have cancer, have inflammation, have heart disease, have strokes, right? Have high blood pressure. And it's, you know, unless there's other factors that lead to that, like, for example, if that runs in your family, or if you don't run, and then, you know, you're, you, you get sick, right? Because you're obese. Like, it, it could be either or. But for the majority of, of like, you know, the cases, it's due to poor diet. It's due to what we eat as Hispanics. And again, that food is, is another staple in the church, right? We love to have that fellowship and we fellowship over food. And that's great and all, but it really is taking a toll on the church. And that is the part that has me uh, really worried. All right. So how exactly or why 
do I consider this a sin? And what is the evidence for it? Let's look at some passages that I believe address this head on. First uh, Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 and 20. It says, Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought with a price, therefore honor God with your bodies. Okay, so in what way is being obese honoring God? In what way is being dangerously obese honoring God? Matter of fact, check this out. There are some people who are more comfortable with me being obese than they are with me having a beard. They believe that having a beard is an offense to God, right? It's an offense to the Christian world. But being obese is perfectly fine. That's never addressed. But if you have a beard, if you have such things, you know, you're, you are in full, full out offense before God. And that just makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Another passage that I believe hits the nail right in the head. Second um, uh, Corinthians chapter four. For, uh, yeah, Second Corinthians. Cha- I was thinking about something else. I got to keep it together. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse two. Moreover, it is required of stewards that they be found trustworthy. How can people trust us to be there when perhaps our state of obesity? It's going to take us out. How can people trust us to be there as stewards, as ministers, as pastors, whatever, right? As believers, how can people trust us to be there when our state or condition could take us out like this? When we could become another number, another statistic, right? Under the 300,000 people that die every single year due to heart disease that stems from obesity. I mean, that's. How? How is this honoring God? And why isn't the church addressing it? All this started, and this is to end, this all started from a moment in prayer with God, right? And sometimes my moments with God are, uh, He doesn't always talk, right? It's mostly always through Scripture, and that's the way God talks. But there are a few times where God will lay something on my heart, and it's like, oh, okay. And it's not usually always fun. Sometimes it's very challenging, but I do appreciate it and I am grateful. It all started because I was I was just praying and I was, you know, I was a little worried about some things and uh, regarding my health. And I remember I felt God in a very blunt way say, you know that if you pass away due to heart disease or whatever, he didn't say that exactly, but, you know, died from a disease that I could have prevented, that I can't go to him and say, God, why did you allow me to, to get get a heart attack, to get a stroke, to become diabetic, to get cancer, whatever. I can't go to God and say, God, why did you allow this? Because God in return will say, I gave you free will. That's your choice. And it's kind of funny how usually the church tends to use the, you know, the topic of free will, like don't get involved in sin. Don't get involved. You know, don't go around having sex with everybody. Don't go around drinking and doing all these things. Don't get tattoos and you know, make sure that, you know, you use your free will wisely and use it according to scripture, right? When scripture says that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit, that we need to honor God with our bodies, that we have to be good stewards, that we need to be found trustworthy, that people can trust us, that people can see that we're people with discipline, that people can turn to us and say, all right, we know that person's, you know, 
we, we, we can look towards them to be an example. God's giving us free will. He's given us free will to choose what to eat, what not to eat, you know, sleep properly, reduce our stress, take vitamins, do all these all these things that are necessary for us. But no, no, no. We use free will just to not do these other things, right? We, but we justify obesity because, again, it's part of our culture. And I hope that with this episode and the following episodes, it causes us to think. It causes us to look at our lives closely and say, okay, what are we doing wrong? What do we need to change? What do we, where do we need to grow? You know, what do we need to do? How do we address the, this plague in our lives? And how can we put an end to it? I really do hope that this is uh, not a rude awakening because a rude awakening to some, it's, it's dealing with, with a sickness, which in my case was a couple of years ago. I thought I was having a heart attack, having problems. Heart problems, I said it wrong. <laughs> Weird heart problems. But really all I had was anxiety. But that woke me up to like, oh man, like I could die from this thing, you know? And that led me on a path of, re, you know, reevaluating my life and reevaluating re what I eat. Now, I'm a stress eater. Confession time. I'm a stress eater during while well, my dad was in the hospital and sick. You know, I, I really didn't talk a lot about what was going on, but I, I, I was eating just out of stress. And I, I caught it a little bit early on. I was like, okay, hold on. I, I need to, I need to stop this now before it gets worse. Right. So thankfully, I was able to stop that. Um. We, we have to be held responsible for our own actions. And that is that is something that we're not seeing in culture, right? We're, society is teaching us to blame someone, right? It's like that person's to blame for this, that person's to blame for that. Like, for example, this is to end, really, this is to end. There's this girl who's making her run in the news. She put Gorilla Glue in her hair and thought that, like, it was, it was, you know, that maybe it'll be good for her hair. And now she's suing the company. Like as if the company's to blame that, you know, she put that in her hair. Like, I mean, no person in the right mind would go to Home Depot and say like, you know what? I think, I think that might work for my hair, right? Or maybe it might work for my beard. Maybe I'll just, I'll use that and that'll help me. Like no person thinks that, right? So now the, who's to blame for her action? It's, it's, you know, the company. Like, no one wants to be held responsible for their actions. Well, Scripture does. It says, you have to honor God with your body. You have to be a good steward. You have to be found trustworthy. What are you doing with it? Stop being fat. Stop being grossly fat. Lose some weight. Put down that Twinkie. Put down that donut. No, you don't need that hamburger. There's food at home. Our parents made a lot of sense when we were young, right? Drink more water. Put the soda down. Try to reduce some stress. Try as best as you could. And that's what prayer is there. I know some people will use the model of meditation. We have prayer. Do whatever you need to do. But get better. Be a good steward of your body. Because, again, we won't be able to turn to God and say, God, and go, no, 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 no. I gave you, I gave you that. Use it wisely. May we use our free will to be better people. To, to be better. I'm getting great examples. I could go forever about this. <clears throat> Sorry. But for now, this will do. And again, I hope this lay the foundation. And I will see you guys on the next episode. Thank you. Yeah.